Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. After Buzz TV, starting place to the likes of WWE female superstars Kathy Kelly, Sonya Deville, and Zelina Vega proudly presents Women's Wrestling Weekly, the world's first podcast and YouTube series dedicated exclusively to women's wrestling, featuring all the latest news as well as interviews with top superstars in the industry. And now, After Buzz TV's own gorgeous lady of wrestling, TK Trinidad. Bonjour. You are watching Women's Wrestling Weekly, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, a.k.a. the Canadian Assassin. Mm. And joining me, yeah, yeah. two for two or three for three. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 the, streak is, it's the streak going on right now. <laughs> Coco you know? Cena, a.k.a. Uh, America's Chocolate Sweetheart. Man, listen, I got to get here as many Black History Month days as possible. You know what I'm saying? I gotta just, this is what I'm at my full strength. If you didn't know, February is what I'm at my, my power level is the highest, TK. So I got to show you. Jeff said I was going, so he didn't even realize why. <laughs> so we have an amazing show, as per usual. We have a star of the week. We have a top wrestling news. Mm. But today, thank to uh, thank you to one of our, you know, she's been watching the show for a long time, naturally, Candace. She put this together. Thank you. So we listen to y'all. Whatever you want, we try to make it happen. So he is a writer and filmmaker of the film Lady Wrestler, the amazing untold story of African American African American women in the ring. Uh, it chronicles the stories of black female trailblazers in a male dominated wrestling industry. Please welcome Chris Bornet. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, definitely. Shout out again to Naturally Candace Seriously. on Twitter. She she saw. Actually, it was like one of those things. Yeah. I was watching back to the episode last week. Yeah, we. I watched. I found this amazing article on on your documentary, man. And the shout out to the the, the person that. that Gave this some some steam because I was reading it and then I, I gave it to TK and then as you know they they seen it and I was like man and they were talking to you right now you know what I mean it's so crazy yeah it's an amazing process the social media world man it's so great right so um, it hasn't been released as yet uh, thank thank you again Evan and I both got to see it um, tell us the process like how how did you come about uh, with this idea. Yes. Yeah, so what happened was, so most of my career has been in newspapers. I've been a journalist uh, in Columbus, Ohio, where these uh, amazing women wrestlers uh, got their start. And what happened was Ethel Johnson, you know, who was big, a huge African-American female wrestler back in the 1950s and 60s. She actually just passed away in September. Her daughter, Shelly, her oldest daughter, had been trying to get her mother's story out to the public for years. This was back in the, the mid-2000s. So Shelley grew up with a man who worked in communications, another uh, African-American man named Terry Anderson. And I knew Terry through my work at the newspaper. Whenever I would call him for story ideas, because he worked at a local arts council, he would tell me, Chris, there's this really interesting lady that I grew up with. I think she was some kind of wrestler or bodybuilder. You should sit down and interview her some sometime. So Terry set up this interview with me and Ethel Johnson, and she was kind of shy at first, believe it or not, because um, by the time I met her, she was a retired grandmother. This was toward the end of 2005, mm-hmm. and this had these amazing stories of going all over the world to places like Japan and Australia and all over Latin America, 
and being treated like a queen because she was a wrestling superstar back then. And then she talked about going you know, down through the deep south and having to walk in the back door of restaurants and use segregated bathrooms because of the Jim Crow segregation. Mm-hmm. And I just thought she had this really amazing story. So I wrote a cover story about her for the Columbus Dispatch, which, which is the daily newspaper here in Columbus. It came out in March of 2006 during Women's History Month. We have a fitness expo here every year that's put on by Arnold Schwarzenegger, the actor and the you know, bodybuilder. So Arnold Schwarzenegger's people saw the article and they actually called me up and said, these women like Ethel Johnson are amazing because I found out in my research there were dozens of women like Ethel mm-hmm. back in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And they said, we want to give Ethel a Lifetime Achievement Award. So as I mentioned, she was kind of shy. She was a retired grandmother, didn't really want to be in the spotlight anymore. And she said, well, tell them I said thanks, but no thanks. <gasps> so I just, <laughs> I just thought her story was too amazing and too big to just be limited to one newspaper article. And around the same time, there was another documentary about the this same era of the golden age of women's wrestling called Lipstick and Dynamite. And they didn't feature any of the black women. It they was just, not. so it was just, I just felt like the black women really needed their time in the spotlight. I'm not a, I'm not a classically trained filmmaker. I didn't go to film school. I, I might I went to Ohio State, my degree is in English, but I've always been interested in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So I asked, I asked Ethel, I said, would you be willing to talk on camera about your experiences? And she said, yes. So it just kind of, it just kind of snowballed from there. I ended up meeting um, another lady who's still, another lady wrestler who still lives in Columbus, Ramona Isbell. Uh, she's, she's still living. And, um, and then I did some research at the University of Notre Dame because a friend of mine uh, named Will Haygood, he wrote the screenplay for the movie The Butler. Mm-hmm. He worked, he writes for the Washington Post, and a colleague of his named Jeff Lean had written this book about Mildred Burke, who was the first uh, women's world wrestling champion. And Jeff had done all this extensive research, and he told me, he said, uh, you need to go to un- the University of Notre Dame. And there were, like, banker's boxes worth of newspaper articles. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, there was this there was this wrestling promoter named Jack Pfeffer who saved everything. I call him the organized pack rat. So there were um, vintage pictures of all these different African-American women. I mean, these women were superstars back in the day, and they just had sort of faded into obscurity. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing opening up all these boxes and seeing all these press clippings and press photos of these beautiful, amazing women that had just nobody, even in my hometown of Columbus, where a lot of these women lived, Nobody really knew about them. So I just kind of felt like this story had been underground for too long. And I just kind of felt like if I can, in some kind of small way, bring attention to them, then I would do that through making a documentary. Wow. Crazy. Man. Um, yeah, what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it. So all in all, um, how long did it take yeah. you to, to create this documentary? I know it was a process compiling all these yeah. things. Like what, how long did it take? Well, it, it, it actually took um, a series of years, and that was just because you know I was working full time as a journalist, and I was working on it on and off. So I would meet with the women, you know, do an on camera interview. Then I then I would kind of show. A friend of mine actually works at a that I went to high school with named Paul Hill. He went to film school, and he's a professional film editor at a center, an art center called the Wexner Center for the Arts at the Ohio State University. So. I would kind of show clips of it to Paul and he would say, well, you know, something's missing. You kind of need a commentator to kind of string everything together. So I kind of have this long story that I'll, that I'll cut really short. 
about this very famous commentator who I met during a Martin Luther King Day celebration. Mm. And I wanted a black female commentator specifically, you know, since the story is about black women. Mm -hmm. And but when I went up to her after her presentation at this Martin Luther King Day celebration, I asked her if she'd be willing to speak on camera and be a commentator for my documentary. She said, oh, yes, that's an amazing story. Come interview me in D.C. So I drove all the way to D.C. I get an email saying, oh, I have a conference to prepare for. I'm not going to be able to to talk to you. Oh. So I decided, why why go outside of you know my own backyard? And I found um, Hassan Jeffries, who is a very you know well known, accomplished uh, Black Studies scholar. And by the way, his his brother um, Hakeem Jeffries is is a congressman. So he he kind of filled in the blanks about the historical perspective of of these women were at a time when a lot of women weren't even working outside of the home. Mm -hmm. You know, black women. He, he talks about how black women have always worked outside of the home, but it was a lot of times in unskilled labor, like being a, you know, a maid, not, not that I'm not putting that down, but you know, these women were very skilled athletes at a time when hardly any women of any race were skilled athletes and they were traveling the world. So they were just, it was just so, so um, unprecedented what they were doing. So we started working on the documentary in 2006 and finally finished it up in 2017 and had a, um, the premiere screening at the Wexner center, uh, back in March of 2018. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, when he did make that statement, I, I thought back to, you know, the times um, during, like, probably, like, maybe a little bit after slavery where the um, the women were nannies and they would breastfeed, yeah. you know, their other folks', yeah. other folks kids. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. what happens to their kids? So it's like one of those things that through generations that's um, that's that's been a thing. Now, is there anything... Um, interesting that you found out while doing this documentary that you're like, man, I never even like thought of it or knew that. Yeah, for one thing, a lot of the women, well, the women that I interviewed, what I found really interesting is that they were wives and mothers. Um, you, you know, you think of an athlete who's traveling the world. I mean, we've heard, you know, about women putting off the decision to have children until they can get further in their, their career. But a lot of these women, as Jeff Lean talks about in the documentary, they were doing this to support their family. So mm -hmm. they didn't really kind of have a choice. They already had children when they were, when there was a promoter named Billy Wolf. He was the, the main, you know, who was a white man who was inspired by Jackie Robinson, is what, is, which is why he started bringing black women into professional wrestling. But anyway, he would recruit these women. And a lot of these women were either single mothers, you know, divorced, that they already had children. So it just kind of really blew my mind that these women would go away and they would they were hot they would hire nannies of their own or they would have you know family members so and so in the neighborhood watch yeah. their kids yeah. you know family members watch their kids while they would be traveling all around the world and one of the most surprising things was that ethel johnson as she talks about in the documentary did not tell her children she was a wrestler because she thought well if i tell them that i'm going around you know banging getting banged up in the ring my children are going to be worried about me mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to go to school they're going to just be constantly wondering, you know, is mom going to come home? Is she going to come home injured? So as her daughter Shelly talks about in the documentary, they found out their mom was a wrestler by seeing her on television. They were just crazy. They were, yeah, they were, they were, they were playing one day with their friends and someone says, Hey, isn't that your mom on TV? So imagine that, just imagine seeing your mom, just seeing your mom on television, period. But then seeing her in a wrestling ring, you know, doing her thing. So I, I thought that was really amazing that the women kind of, I kind of compare them to superheroes. They could like have these dual identities, kind of like Wonder Woman, how she's 
Diana Prince during the day, and mm -hmm. she's Wonder Woman when she goes off to fight crime. That's how these women were. They had when they were at home, they were moms. They were they were devoted to their families, and then when they went off to wrestle, you know, they would tear people's heads off. What do you uh, What do you think is the biggest reason why the the story of these women and women like them have been lost in the shuffle throughout history? I think it's because number one, I do think part of it is due to sexism. It's Jeff Lean, sexism and racism. It's Jeff Lean, you know, the author who wrote the book about Mildred Burke, the first champion, talks about the um, the WWE and the wrestling industry just kind of for a while, for many years, had amnesia about this chapter of history, mm -hmm. and they weren't trying to celebrate or promote these women. That's actually changed a lot in the past few years. Um, Ramona Isbell and Ethel Johnson both got invited to be inducted into um, wrestling halls of fame. Ramona took, took them up on the invitation. Ethel still did not want the attention and said no. So a lot of it was just kind of racism. A lot of it was just the women themselves were reluctant to talk about it. They had, they had had these experiences with racism and it was very painful. And once they left the business, they were kind of like, you know, that was a chapter of my life that I don't really want to talk about. Ramona Isbell, she talks about in the documentary how she became a born again Christian. And recently in interviews, you know, publicizing the documentary, she's talked about how she didn't tell people in her church, I used to be a wrestler because she knew they would be very, some of them would be very judgmental and say, oh, you were, you were in a wrestling ring in a skimpy costume. Yeah, Jezebel. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then a part of it, I think, was just we have a lot of these stories that have just kind of been lost to history for one reason or another. And I think it was just it just kind of took someone to kind of say, hey, these women did something really um, something that should be celebrated. And I really have to hand it to to Terry Anderson to, for bringing this to my attention. Now, do you do you watch wrestling prior to this, or do you watch wrestling now? What's interesting is that um, I wasn't I was a wrestling fan when I was in middle school, and then I sort of outgrew it. Mm -hmm. So I was a fan of Rowdy Roddy Piper. So getting to interview him for the documentary was kind of surreal because I used to watch him all the time on you know wrestling on WTBS. Mm -hmm. So I I wasn't thinking about wrestling at all until I met these women. And then in the course of um, editing the documentary, I thought I said, you know what? I've never actually been to a wrestling match. This is ridiculous. I'm sitting here making a documentary. Yeah. And I've never actually been to a wrestling match in person. So I actually went down to, um, I forget, Wrestle, WrestleCon. I went down to WrestleCon in Orlando a, a couple years ago. It was a big women's tournament. And what really stood out to me as sort of like an objective observer, someone who's not in the wrestling world at all, was that how um, how much the male fans were rooting for the women. I don't know any other sport. I can't. I cannot imagine male football fans wanting to watch a game with all women. I mean, I, I just think they're too sexist. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing to me that these men would sit here match after match after match. They'd run up to the women, you know, high five them, want to get their autographs. And it seemed like the, the male fans were more into it than the women were. A lot of the women just were sitting there looking bored, mm -hmm. you know, to me. And, and the, the men were really, so I just, it just really impressed me that the men just kind of had this mindset of as long as you can wrestle, uh, I'll, I'll be a fan of yours. And I don't know any other sport where men are that have that equality mentality. Now, um, are you looking at, after, you know, this is coming out, or you said it's coming out later on this year, are you looking yeah. at expanding or doing more research as far as black female wrestlers um, after that era and how how that has kind of come to today with some black female wrestlers? Or is this kind of a, 
you know, this is great. I have something else in mind. No, I, I, there's definitely a whole lot more to the story. Actually, after I finished the documentary, another one of the first African-American female wrestlers, um, Kathleen Wem- Wembley, her son, who is actually her son with Bobo Brazil, because she was married to Bobo Brazil, mm-hmm. contacted me and said, you know, we heard about your documentary. I don't know if you know that my mom is alive and well. So I got to, I got to talk to her. And there were definitely, you know, women like yourself, dozens of women who've been inspired by or maybe didn't even know about these women. And I think it would be interesting to talk to, to people like yourself and to other younger women and kind of get their perspective and what their experiences are like. And especially contrasting it to, you know, a lot of the trailblazers from back in the 50s and 60s like Ethel Johnson. Yeah, because, you know, what I, you know, even when they're talking about their experience um, when they're you know, going through the Chitling di- um, district where yeah, there's certain places certain. that they couldn't they couldn't eat and certain places, right. you know, all that stuff. And then compare it to today where we interviewed some female athletes where, you know, they weren't their hairstyle, they wanted them to straighten their hair. And it would be interesting to see, obviously, you know, what happened in the 50s and prior is you know, a whole different story, but it'd be interesting to see how throughout the decades um, it's improved or it's still the same and all that all that other stuff as well. Because, you know, I, I was talking to Evan the other day. It's like we are uniquely qualified to ask those questions. And, right. you know, you there's a lot of other um, shows that just don't think about it because it's, you know, but not, haven't, hasn't been part of their, their, their lives. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh- yeah, I was wondering in the part of the documentary where some of the women, not not just the, the black women, some of the white ladies in the documentary were saying how there's a lack of uh, black women wrestlers in the industry today. And I was wondering if you think that's because of the lack of awareness of, put it like this, like when you see someone that looks like you when you're growing up in, in a different right. sport, you want to be that. I, I'm thinking maybe there's the lack of women in the industry because they didn't get to see, they don't know that history. And then there is a lot of women that were, that were trying to pave the way, but they weren't getting the credit credit for it. So I wonder if you think that is why there is a lack of um, black women in the industry, representation in the industry. Right. Well, I think there's a couple different reasons. Um, number one, there's not a singular personality like Billy Wolf and his mm-hmm. partner Al Haft, who back in the day saw how lucrative women's wrestling was. Even though Billy Wolf and Al Haft were, were very sexist in a lot of ways, they were they, you know, they didn't see w- women's wrestling as equal to men's wrestling, but they still saw that it could it could make them money. So mm-hmm. there's, to my knowledge, there's no promoter who has really said, I want to make women's wrestling the top draw in the country. That's well, what Billy you have Dave, did. You have David McLean. Who's, okay, who started? Okay. Who started Glow and now is doing Wow. So yeah, he's trying to okay. be that that next yeah. voice. He has. Right. He's definitely. We have because he's been on the show, so I think he'd be upset if I didn't say his name. Sure, but sure. Um, so he's, he's definitely been, you know, a, a proponent of women's wrestling. So and especially sure. women's wrestling throughout, like what we see on Wow, you see women of all different shapes, sizes, and colors. So we definitely have to give him kudos for that. Absolutely, but also I think that women's wrestling is not promoted in schools like. Girls are, are, you know, girls are recruited to play volleyball or they're recruited mm. to play in some schools, soccer or basketball. True. But, you know, there's wrestling programs in a lot of high schools. But how often do you see girls wrestling in high school? So I think that's part of it, too, is that girls aren't exposed to it at a young age and they don't necessarily see it as a career path. Which is with a lot of things, with, you know, science and math and technology as well. There's a lot of career paths that girls aren't encouraged to go into, unfortunately. It's true. 
So, yeah. um, what's the the main goal? Like, once you release it to the general public, um, like, what mm. do you hope to accomplish? I just really hope to accomplish that. You know, we're in Black History Month. That people will become aware of this chapter of Black history. You know, we hear about a lot of the same people every year, which is great. We should celebrate the Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. MLKs, and the, you know, the Bessie Coleman's, and people like that, but. The fact that there were these women doing this very unconventional thing right. and doing it at a high level, and not just regionally here in the Midwest, they were going all over the world mm-hmm. and celebrated like champions. I would really, really just like for the world to know this story and for it to just be appreciated. And for, you know, maybe some girl somewhere will see it. And sh- she may not be necessarily inspired to become a wrestler, but she'll think, hey, I can be an engineer if. Ethel Johnson was 15 and she was going into the Jim Crow South and people were threatening to lynch her, then surely I can get over the, the, the obstacles that I face going into the career that I want to see. So it's really to get the story of these amazing women out there and to make sure that, it, that they finally get the recognition that they're due. Well said. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last week and the weeks prior. Um, you know, on wrestling, some wrestling programs. You know, you, you it's great that they acknowledge Black History, but there's yeah. you know showing the same thing, um, MLK and Rosa Parks. Beyond right. you know, there were female Black wrestlers who you know paved the way that we don't right. even know about is definitely something that should be uh, honored. Exactly. Right. Do you um do you have any any other films coming up or another book? I was looking at that, the Chloe Chronicles. Are you um, working on anything new or everything? Yeah, I've actually started working on a new. My first fictional film is called Things Are Tough All Over. It's about a middle class black family struggling through the Great Recession of 2008. It's set in Chicago, against the backdrop of Barack Obama's election. And basically, the premise is this couple has done everything right. They've gone to college. They waited till they were married to have kids. And they found out basically the American dream is a myth, you know, being told that if you work hard and play by the rules, you'll get ahead. They find that to be total BS because they both get laid off and they they worry that their kids are going to have less upward mobility than they had. Mm. So that's next project I'm working on. Ooh, nice. That's, that's a whole <laughs> heavy stuff. Yeah, that's a whole thing yeah. right there. That's a whole, <laughs> oh my gosh, a whole nother conversation. Um, so... As far as, um, are there any other, like, are you, do you want to add any other female wrestlers that, that you heard of after the fact of filming this to, to the documentary? Yes, absolutely. Like I mentioned, Kathleen Wembley, um, her story is, she has a totally different story from Ethel and her, her sisters, Marva and Babs, because, um, Kathleen, Billy Wolf decided that he didn't want her to just be seen as a black wrestler. He wanted her to be, to... Uh, do more integrated matches. So he had her leave Columbus and and go on a different circuit. So she didn't really go on the Chitlin circuit. She was more promoted as like a you know a, a, a glamour. Even though a lot of the Ethel and her sisters also had that that glamour image, mm-hmm. she really had that glamour image, image. At one point, she'd even dyed her hair blonde. So she has an entirely different story from Ethel and her sisters. She was married to Bobo Brazil, so she has that history. I mean, I, I barely barely skim the surface of the history of, of of black people in wrestling back in back in the 20th century it's, it's I, I barely even skimmed the surface i just focused on the women from columbus who who were that i had access to and there was actually one woman named lula may provo who i approached about including and she just said no thank you she just again she had had some bad experiences and she just didn't wow. want to rehash everything 
So, you know, a lot of these women, unfortunately, you know, are, are passing away. So I, I would like to speak to as many as possible while they're, while they're still here and they're mm. still living. Absolutely. Now, do you think that at one point um, the black female wrestlers were actively pushed out to the point that, you know, we didn't see them for several decades and then when it became almost acceptable and Title IX rolled around, it was a thing? Yeah, I think what happened was it was like sort of like how things go in cycles. I think there was like this, you know, the golden age of wrestling and women's wrestling took off during that golden age, you know, during the mid the middle of the 20th century. And then after Billy Wolf died, who was really the big at that time, who was the big main promoter promoting women's wrestling and saying, hey, I want to have my my business be integrated. I want to bring in black women and women of other races. So then it was sort of like, I would compare it to sort of like the black exploitation boom of the, you know, the movies. It's sort of like Pam Greer became this huge star in the 70s. And then when that trend sort of faded away, she kept working, but she was nowhere near the the star of the same magnitude. Yeah, Foxy Foxy Brown and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So it was sort of like after Billy Wolf died, there was no one to sort of, for years, to to pick up the mantle and say, hey, we need to keep this going. And then the women started retiring. And there wasn't a pipeline of women coming in behind them. Mm. Sort of this, you know, these circumstances that just led to it going underground for a while. Well, this is very good, good stuff, man. Yeah, good absolutely stuff. crazy. Because when you think about it, you know, for me, like I go to maybe Jacqueline or you know, or Jazz. As far as when I think of. Right. Older wrestlers, and they're not even like exactly. jazz is still competing. So. Exactly. So it's it's much older and much 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 deeper than we thought. And then the stories that the women are not even willing to share, you can only imagine how um, horrific they might have they might have been due to, due to the fact that they don't even want to talk about it or even acknowledge yeah. that you know the, the wrestling yeah. past. That's why I appreciate you you putting this together because it's for the women that did want to speak on it. It's one of those things about our history. The reason why a lot of our culture and history gets forgotten is because a lot of the young people don't don't hear it. They don't hear it. It's not presented to them anymore. They need to hear it. Like my, my daddy and my mom would say, like, it's hard, but that's not, this is not your, you don't get to, this This can't be easy. You don't get to get over, like, uh, on this one because you actually have to sit here and hear how hard things were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's it's brutal. It was hard. There was this. There was that. But that's a part of your history that you cannot forget. And when it gets forgotten is how things, that's how things change. Right. You know what? An interesting thing that I found um, in promoting the documentary is that there has been a lot of interest from educational institutions, Mm -hmm. which kind of surprised me because I just kind of thought, you know, some people kind of have this snobby attitude and they look down on professional wrestling. But I've spoken at film classes at Ohio State. There's a professor named Frederick Louise Aldama who's invited me several times to talk to his film classes. Uh, There's been... uh, universities and other cities who have invited me to speak so it just really interesting i found it really interesting that there is an interest from um from not from from schools and universities to document this history and maybe that's where the the um the young people will be able to learn about these women and a lot of our history is through the schools and the universities 100 percent. so um once it's released how like how how could people find find it and where can they find it once it is released right right so there's the document there's the website ladywrestlermovie.com so very soon i will be posting screening dates around the country and then we will have a streaming release on itunes and amazon and then people will also be able to buy 
DVDs and Blu-rays as well. So I don't have an exact release date for that yet. But mm-hmm. if you just um, if you follow Lady, if you uh, go to LadyWrestlerMovie.com, I will be posting updates and information on the website. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was definitely eye-opening. Um, thank you again to uh, Naturally uh, Candace for putting this together because it's one of those things that, you know, I'm happy that we could bring you on the show, but I'm even happier that you you did this because for people who cover wrestling extensively on several different shows on a weekly basis had no idea that that was even a thought. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and then also keep keep us uh, posted. Well, we'll keep posted on the website, but um, also when we have the streaming and everything, we can maybe do a little collaboration or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be that would be great. I would love that. All right. So thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. So we are going to go uh, into the news and all that good stuff. But, yeah, but um, just, it was good stuff, man. Just let's, let's hear just hearing different perspective. You know, bringing that every time we can. You know, we it's kind of playful on here sometimes. And every now and again, it's good. Uh, you get serious every now and again. You know, what I mean about serious things in in history and. And um, j- just listening for once, you know what I mean? Well, and, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Black History Month. Yeah. Um, it's, it's talking about females. We were talking about females awesome. last week. Well, we, the show's about females. And it's just one of those things where I had no idea I didn't, it I didn't existed. You, it's one of the things where you think you know about those things. And you can you can picture it, but you to hear, to hear the stories and hear the... You know, it's different from you here. Like, you know, Jackie Robinson had to do with this. So imagine, like, a, a not just a woman, a black woman trying to wrestle. And then the, your your contemporaries don't even want you to wrestle with them. And yeah. then the crowd doesn't want you to wrestle. And you have there's times where you have to get hidden in the back. Yeah. Just because they don't want you to come out and touch the same mat as a white person. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting just to hear different perspectives and um and be enlightened about different things. So. And then also the current wrestlers of the day, like, of today. Like, if I were to see that, like, that's how I felt when I was running track. When I ran track and I had other people um, prior to me that I could look up to and I could see their journey, Absolutely. that inspires me. So then to see somebody's journey in the 1950s and then you're trying to wrestle today, I see, that's, that's a it. whole different you That's know, exactly what I was thinking about as far as like looking up to those track stars and, and, those, and getting that. But then that little break happened. When he said homeboy, homeboy passed away, mm-hmm. like then there was like the kind of like a little break in like the history. So like there wasn't any young women to grab onto like a new you know and, and fall 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 in line with that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was really really cool to um, hear that. It was, but we're gonna get into some news. Yeah, man. Women's wrestling news. Man, China to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame ish. Now listen. I told you, we talked about it on Raw, but I'm a glass half full guy. Mm-hmm. She's getting she's getting into the Hall of Fame. She's getting in with one of the greatest factions of all time. So hopefully they say her name. Hopefully they don't want to say DX. Hopefully they say her name. I, I mean... But I'm glad she's getting it. Yeah, shout out to X-Pac. Um, Always. I saw him today. You know, congratulations to him. Absolutely. I, I doubt yeah. that... Um, I doubt that they'll... Mention her name. I doubt that they won't mention it. I hope, I hope you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that would be a huge just like why put her picture in it. They did and all that other stuff and not to. I think that the fans and everybody would be the, up in arms. Yeah, and it's one of those things that. where you know I had we had to talk about it. That, that's China, man. China is one of the trends. China is the first female to ever enter the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So 
this this woman is is historic. Mm-hmm. She's she is the ninth wonder of the world. It's good that she's getting in. WWE is a very forgiving organization, man. They've been it takes some time. Yeah, but yeah. They've been distant, burned, and disrespected by far worse people than China, and they've acknowledged them. Yeah. So I think it was long overdue. I think I'm glad that she's getting in. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Miss China. And then I um I believe her mom also went on um. Either on social media or uh, talk to somebody, and she was really happy that she was getting. I'm glad. As well. So you know, at, at least there's because people have been talking about it for years. Time heals all wounds, they say. Yeah, we'll you know see. what I mean? I, I guess. But you know, and I'm excited to see who inducts them. I, yeah, could be, it's gonna be great. They usually pick good people, so I'm excited to see how they do that. Be a whole bunch of people. Oh my, yeah, but yeah, man, it'll be interesting. Anyway, so um, Taya Valkyrie, uh, <laughs> Taya Valkyrie Street Fight Defense versus Tessa Blanchard. You know, I gotta get somebody. To love everybody be getting mad because we just talk about WWE all the time. But listen, man, we love everybody on sure here, man. Do. Friends of the show and whatnot. Facts. You know what I mean? The match has been hailed as an early contender of a match of the year with good reason. Both knockouts traded slaps, shots, spears, and their chair shots for several minutes until Taya stopped Tessa through a table to retain her knockouts championship what are your thoughts on the ladies going in man anytime ladies fight like men the balance gets restored you know what I, I mean? mean anytime women just fight but it's good when they fight like men you know that's how they fight they fight like men because they say back in the day they wouldn't let women do this kind of stuff the fact that women get to just do exactly what men do the playing field is getting okay. even now it's going to get to a point where we're not even talking about it. you see how those women fought yeah so like that was a great match yeah we're getting to that point. I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah, I was at the gym yesterday doing CrossFit. Shout out to my CrossFitters. Shout out and, CrossFit. Uh, I left. I use a forty-five pound bar, which is, I guess, considered a, a male bar. And you guys, that's like, what they, that's what they say. I was like, no, that's a bar that happens to be forty-five. You see pounds. what I'm saying? But that's the the narrative has to change. That's the balance. And they're like, uh, it's like when the woman's changing the tire. Yeah. There's still men out there be like, you should. Yeah. You need any help with that tire? Because well, I mean, <laughs> I'll still take the help, though. Um, but shout out to Taya, friend of the show. Um, but they've been going back and forth yeah. for um, uh, the better part of a year or they, so. They wrestle well together. They wrestle well together. And I do like, I haven't been able to see Impact um, since the top of the year, just because I can't find it. But um, since, the, since last year, seeing them... And seeing their back and forth and mm. how Gail Kim got involved and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy for her. So, I mean, I don't think this is the end of Tessa. No. And she also had. She just won the championship in Wow, I believe. So yeah. she has a couple more belts. <laughs> so you know, it's it's kind of yeah. You know, she's gonna be alright. Yeah, she's she's gonna be good for now. But I, I, in, as far as that roster, I think that's not gonna be the end of it. So no. Yes. Yeah, so my goodness. Um. And then and, and finally, um, intergender matches have become become this hot button issue for some reason. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought we were well into this, and I thought this was just starting to get normalized a little bit. But I didn't know people had all this feelings. I did not know this. People were actually thinking this was like a domestic violence thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't I guess I've just say. been not looking at it that from through that lens because I don't think about things through that lens. And it's just about I just wanted to get your take and weigh in on that because there's there's this there's this mixed bag of some people that are saying it's absurd, it's an abomination. Right. Women say in your lane, men say in your lane. This is a domestic violence thing. No. Children shouldn't see that. What are your what are your thoughts on any well, of that? I mean uh I'd be interested to see who says that because you have people who if you follow the indies um, you yeah. see, and even Lucha Underground, you see yeah. that all the time, and it's, there's not that's there's not an issue with it because they're both skilled individuals. Right, that's because that's what it to me it should be. I know right. it's not because you're still like 
women, men, but I don't think they see it like that, though. I just, I think they see more of an inclusion as in anything, you know what I mean? Including women. Well, I mean, it, it just, I guess it depends. If you see a, a woman who's like, you know, 5'5", five, five, and she's going up against a wrestler who's like 6'2", mm-hmm. then I could possibly see how there might be an issue on a, on, on a visual sense. Right. But at the end of the day, people who step in the ring, um, they all should be, um, what's the word? All should be trained, right? So it doesn't matter if it's male or female. This boils down to just one question. This is because this is what the issue is. Do you do you do you feel some type of way when a man hits a woman in the face in the ring? That's what this is all about. This yeah. is what it's stemming from, yeah. and that's and that's what everyone's finding. Like when when the women are trading shots with a man and a man's hitting a woman in the face, they're saying the scope is like you know it's framed a certain way where it's giving off the wrong impression. That's what this is really all about. This ain't about a body slam. Yeah, I I, I don't feel. I don't feel that way. One, because on top of that, it's entertainment. And if you can't, you know, explain to your child the difference between right. the two, that's where I'm at. Then, then there's there, there's a whole bigger there's a whole bigger issue uh, a whole bigger issue in, involved. Yeah. Um, I came from a household where it's just like if you feel like you can't take this person off, male or male or female, then you shouldn't engage. Mm. And then if you do engage mm. and you get hit back, mm. then male, female, or whoever, then, you know, yeah, technically it shouldn't happen, but if you were the aggressor, you you can't claim... I just think I think I think people you know it's 2019 so we're getting to that place now where you can't do anything that's not PC. I just think you're getting too technical. This is about women being on an even playing field as a man. This is what this is about. Wrestling has been yeah, and at the end of the day, but but this has been a thing, you know, yeah. like women not being as good as men in wrestling and not being as strong as men and just being these these side pieces. This is about. Even playing field, guys. Yeah. Stop trying to take it to a dark place. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's entertaining. That's the thing. Because if you watch Lucha Underground, you forget that it's it's a uh, male or female. I do for sure. So it's just kind of like it's it's entertaining. It's just awesome, right? You, so, and watching Evil East fight a grown man is yeah. amazing to me. And you're not <laughs> you're not seeing them like you know trading trading shot um you know slapping each other up. Uh, yeah, I don't think a domestic for, dispute at a house. That's all yeah. I'm trying to say. But yeah, man. Oh, first off, shout out to Rocky. Shout out to Lawrence. What's going on, Stephanie? What's going on in the, in the chat? Got all about Thank the chat, you guys. Man. We definitely appreciate it. Without you guys, the show would not be going into its third season. Very Sam soon. Smith, what's good, man? I got to give y'all love. I appreciate y'all. Be in the chat. Uh, Johan Pena, of course. Bosa, of course. I cannot forget Star Drew yeah. or Ghost or Dan. Oh, the whole, the whole bangs in <laughs> and today. a partridge in a pear tree. All right, man. so let's uh, hit that star of the week real quick. <laughs> women's wrestling star. Of the oh week. man, it's a good one, man. A women's wrestling star of the week is Aja Kong. Aja Kong has been wrestling for 32 years, and she does not plan on stopping anytime soon. Whether in her early career in All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling, her brief run in WWE in the mid 90s, or an independent scene in Japan and all around the world, this veteran has no quit in her. Since making her debut in 1986 at the age of 16, it only seems fitting during Black History Month that we honor Aja. She was born um, Erika Shishido to a Japanese mother and an African African American serviceman father who left when she was five years old. Oh, wow. She was the only mixed race child at her school and because of that she dealt with a great deal of racism and bullying during a difficult childhood. She started training with Joshi Promotion All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling in 1986 with the dream of being a babyface hero, but the company said no! She had to become a villain. Tell her, nigga, she's black. You should be feel hatred towards the Japanese and people and crush them. 
So just really just say, you black, man, you got to be the bad guy. <laughs> Aja was reluctant at first, but instead of quitting, she gave the role of villain a chance. In 1997, Aja Kong left AJW and founded her own promotion, RCON, in 2001. Kong left her entrepreneurial venture by walking out of a tag team match. This started the freelance period of Kong's pro wrestling career, the era that continues today. Mm-hmm. As an independent contractor, she has wrestled for a variety of companies, including Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling, Gaia Japan, Sendai Girls, her old stopping ground, AJW, and at the age of 48, has just signed a new promotion and deal at AEW. Wow. I know. If you want to see Aja in action, check out the match between her and... 48. <laughs> Girl, 48 years old, just signed to AEW. Like, for real. If you want to watch this amazing match, go to YouTube, watch it. I guess Hakaru Shida on YouTube. It will be an amazing... I watch it. It's amazing. Um, 40 years old, AEW contract. She ain't done Wait, it. You said 48, right? 48! Okay. <laughs> she Damn. is not done. Um, shout out to Aja Kong, man. Wow. I know. Um, so, no poll question this week, but what I want to do is challenge you guys to let us know who are your top three... Uh, because it's Black History Month, uh, black female wrestlers. I like that one. So just hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Who are your top three black female wrestlers? So Twitter and Instagram, if you guys don't know, you guys should be following us, but you know. Yeah, and like and subscribe, please, to our stuff, After Buzz TV stuff, so y'all can get all y'all good wrestling news, all wrestling news, male and female. We cover a lot. Thumbs up, likes, five stars on iTunes, man, and anything else besides five stars. Don't even bother. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to see it. So Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at WPW Weekly. Uh, like Evan was saying, subscribe. subscribe. On after, well, if you guys are watching now, you guys should be subscribing. <laughs> but if you're watching later, make sure to subscribe After Buzz uh, TV, Sports, and Wrestling. Please. Also follow After Buzz on everything as well. Um, other than that, really good show. Man, it was good stuff, man. Whole bunch of women stuff going on, man. Listen, man, y'all taking over, man. Y'all have always been in control. It's just been a thing that we've tried to deny for years. You know, it's like it's like being a part the men in black, you see what I'm saying? Y'all were like, there's always been aliens out there, you see what I'm saying? Now the world's beginning to know. What I'm trying to say is, we've known y'all been stronger than us since the beginning of time, you see, men, we've known this. Right, so right. we've tried to keep, keep you down, okay. so you wouldn't take over. Right. But now the secret's out, uh-huh. and now we're trying to reclaim this, but it's not working. I'm just letting you know what's going on. Y'all are stronger than ever. I'm just letting I didn't you know. know where the aliens came I, in, yeah, but the rest no, the of the aliens, yeah. it makes sense. Y'all were the aliens, man, y'all were always around, and we just pretended like y'all, y'all you know, y'all Y'all just existed. Oh, but okay. now it's y'all taking over, man. <laughs> and men are just sitting back like, man, we the cat's out the bag. Now. Well, at the end of the day, every empire falls. And, it, and it's, trust me, it, our days are numbered, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time for one of y'all sitting in the White House, man. Y'all heard it here first. Your boy said it here first on Women's Wrestling Weekly. Uh, shout out to Lawrence. He already answered the question. Bianca <laughs> Belair, Naomi, Cameron, um, hey. Amber Moon, Jazz, Sasha Banks. That was Matt He Queen. just named every black wrestler in the world. Right now. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in- <laughs> <laughs> some, some good ones. I don't even know. Yeah. We, 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 don't, we don't have time to get into what's happening with Amber Moon, but you know. <laughs> Other than that, where can they find you, Coco Cena? Um, Evan T Mac Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, we know where we know where she at right now. We know we know where she <laughs> at. Black man, you already know. <laughs> you already. Um, definitely check us out in a couple hours. We're, we're going to be covering NXT along with uh, oh Heel Jim. Heel Jim. Listen, uh, he's going to be there as well. If you guys don't know who Heel Jim is, uh, then find him at yeah and NXT. You can find him tonight. The at, Jim Alexander. Yeah, and then also we also cover Raw as well, and um, yeah. <laughs> Watch all our wrestling shows. But 
We have, we thank you so much. Like we I do. said, I shouted her out at the beginning. I shouted her in the middle. I'll shout her out Candace, again. Candace, uh, Candace. Candace on Twitter. Um, she put us in contact uh, with Chris, who's the director of this film. If you guys have any people that you want us to interview as far as wrestlers, I mean. Anybody, please. Yeah, we all do a lot. So sometimes you might miss people that you think that should be on the show. Hit us up, hit them up, and, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. Candace hit us up last week, and I made it happen. Um, so other than that. Uh, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Like I said, you can check us out on NXT. Um, but thank you so much for making us the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, producer TK Trinidad, and me, Mark Donica, your voice of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling, we ask you to rate and comment on iTunes, subscribe to AfterBuzz Wrestling on YouTube, and find us on all social media. Thank you for watching Women's Pro Wrestling Weekly. See you next week. <laughs>